Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Honey Do Me. I'm Cass. I'm Emma. And what do we talk about, Emma? <laughs> we talk about sex and fucking and talking mm-hmm. about fucking and every Banging. dirty thing <laughs> in between uh, A to Z. Mm-hmm. We yeah, should we do, do like a, an episode that's a little bit longer and we hit a sex topic from A to Z. <laughs> I love that. What it yes. the ABCs um, of sex. That would be actually really fun. Yeah, all of you send in your recommendations for yeah. what each letter should be and get and creative. We'll, yes. Cuz if I see B Absolutely. for butts, which I guess I guess we could, but yeah. that's a that's a given. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. I really like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, You're cool. just thinking. Uh, TM. I know, <laughs> TM for that one. What a good way to start off uh, this episode. Oh, yeah. We just, you know, we had to have Dr. Tara back on because it's Dr. Tara. We know. Mm -hmm. We love her. Um, But this time, you know, we wanted to extend the questioning to all of you lovely people and you fucking delivered. You gave us (laughs) so many plethora, A plethora. Mm -hmm. We went over our standard allotment of time recording because of how many questions we got. Mm -hmm. And we really wanted to take advantage of having Dr. We wanted to take advantage of Dr. Tara. (laughs) We always do. I mean, how could you not want to? It's Mm -hmm. fucking Dr. Tara. Um, But yeah, we get into all of it. Sorry, I was going to say what helps is that she's also a coach. So while supportive, she also gives actionable steps towards completing a goal. Mm -hmm. And I believe a lot of the questions were about how to achieve like a certain goal in sex or communication or orgasm. So you're going to, you're going to get it. (laughs) And I will say Dr. Tara is a kind, amazing human being who is not afraid to hurt your feelings. And that is, I think what we should all be looking for in a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, Would I actively seek it out on my own? Probably not. Getting my feelings hurt is my biggest fear in this world, uh, (laughs) other than hurting other people's feelings. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) My feelings you know, hurt still I, come above that. Yeah. Um, but Dr. Tara just has a way that uh, makes me feel loved while also telling me stop fucking around. Yes. That's what I need. Yeah. Yeah. So with further ado, without further ado. Yeah. I guess with, I could keep going. Uh, let's do a little more ado. Let's, let's do a little bit more. <laughs> let's do a little bit more. A-D-E-W. Ooh. 
without that, actually. I'm going <laughs> to take that and throw it out. Without the ado, mm-hmm. let's let Dr. Here's Tara. Dr. Tara. <laughs> hey, bitches, bros, and non-binary hoes. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love, I love it. <laughs> That's just your tagline now? <laughs> it's from my TikTok follower. Because, like, they are begging me. I also just reached 2 million, so I'm really happy. Ooh, congratulations. Ooh, thank you so much. Um, and I was just, they're begging me to have an intro, but I'm like, but you guys love the lick, lick her nipples. Like, play with his buttholes intros. So they're like, no, but we need intros because, like, our mom's kicking us out of, out of, out of the house and we're not going to have a place to live. So <laughs> we need an intro. I'm like, okay, what would you prefer? So I started a video where I'm like, okay, y'all are asking me for intros. Give me ideas. And there's so many brilliant ideas. And one of them is, hey, hey, what's up, bitches, bros, and non-binary hoes. And I love it. <laughs> bitches, bros. I love that. Because I feel like you could be any one of those. It doesn't really matter your gender no, at that point. Like you could be a bitch, them. a bro, or a non-binary hoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I love that. Love it. Well done. I love that you uh, scanned your crowd. It's nice to have a consensus from the people that love you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, go ahead, Cass. I will let you take it away. So we collected some uncensored questions from our uncensored mm-hmm. listeners who we love so much. Um, and we just want to dive right into it with okay. uh, one of our listeners asked, what are your best tips for foreplay? foreplay I would say um stay focused um liberate yourself and I can obviously expand on each (laughs) stay focused liberate yourself and don't be afraid to try new things what do you mean by focused like what if your foreplay is like an all-day type of foreplay yeah, even that, I would say stay focused. For me, saying like stay focused means like be more intentional and pay more attention because a lot of people are, especially if you've been dating for like at least a year, um, their sex becomes very monotonous mm-hmm. and uh, the foreplay part doesn't receive like full energy almost, you know? It's like almost people are are um, cocking out for like, performance time which is like penetration in most people's you know imagination is penetration is the performance Mm -hmm. but I have a feeling that a lot of people are not having high sexual satisfaction because they're not putting more effort into the foreplay part Mm -hmm. they're not being more intentional more um focused pay more attention to their partner and themselves so I would say Make sure that your foreplay is of higher quality. What can we do to make it high quality? Like specifically, what can we do during foreplay? Yeah. Okay. So let's say, let's say you're like done from dinner and you want to like kind of get it on. Maybe you've been talking about like having sex tonight, right? Um, I'd say like, hey, babe, like how about we either, you know, try like get in a bath together or if bath is not an option like I'm gonna go make the bed and I'm gonna go light the candle and I want you to come in I want us to cuddle for like at least 30 minutes Mm, okay that's just one example there's obviously Mm -hmm. like um hundreds of things you can do but like another example that's perhaps like dirtier uh could be perhaps during dinner you can be like uh you know this is so good I can't wait for you to eat me out later. 
<laughs> I like with that. the dirty talk. And that can be like a prequel to set foreplay even, you know, like mm-hmm. before foreplay. Mm-hmm. But I think that in itself like sets the mood and the tone and is being more intentional. Is that what I'm saying? Is mm-hmm. being more focused, is like more intentional. And not just wait for sex to happen and then go like, oh, I guess like we'll kiss a little bit and then we'll just head to penetration. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. What should our intention so- be like I know we want to be more intentional should that be like I'm in I'm trying to intentionally make my partner feel valued I'm trying to intentionally make them feel sexy Mm -hmm. like is it important to have a specific intention in mind or just be focused I think yes and no um I think there are times where you're having sex for the sake of deepening your connection then the answer is yes you should have clear intentions and maybe you can even journal it um earlier in the day mm-hmm. like you know oh tonight we're scheduling like hotel sex and we're gonna focus on this I'm gonna focus on having fun mm-hmm. I'm just gonna have fun and make sure my partner is having fun and we're gonna be playful and that could be your word of the day word of the night for that sex session for deepening the connection but a lot of times sex just kind of happens because you're horny you're into your partner you, it's maintenance Whatever it is, like it doesn't have to be like serious all the time where you like have to journal about sex like prior that day. <laughs> um, so in that case, then it goes back to like just be more intentional, more focused during the time you spend together. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And do yeah. you? Sorry, go, go ahead, Cass. Oh, so the last thing that you talked about uh, when you're three um Mm -hmm. was trying new things Mm -hmm. and like you said I think it can be really easy to get into a pattern of just doing the same thing over and over again if you are in that place and you want to tell your partner that like you want to get out of that pattern is there a way to do that nicely that won't hurt their feelings or make them feel like they've been doing something wrong 100% love this question uh the number one do not like the number one don't is don't talk about sex in bed. Mm-hmm. So don't talk about sex right before sex, during sex, or right after sex. Talk about sex. In this case, I call it macro communication um, or like meta sex because we're not technically like in sex and we're not, you know, giving verbal cues or dirty talk. We're talking about sex or this meta sex conversation needs to be over like non-sexual setting so coffee hiking beach walk grocery store (laughs) (laughs) and all the list can go on and on like you know just perhaps not like in front of your grandma but (laughs) but non-sexual maybe maybe (laughs) maybe she should learn a thing or two I don't know (laughs) (laughs) but basically just remember to never talk about sex like when it's around sex time Mm -hmm. yeah talk in a non-sexual setting so that's the first do and don't is like do it in a non-sexual setting Uh, number two I would say uh, focus on giving positive reinforcement first and then recommendation recommendation next and then another positive reinforcement so You've heard of shit sandwich, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you want to start with like, okay, I like, hey, I want to talk about sex, blah, blah, blah. Like it's already set up, right? You're going on a hike and you're like, okay, so you know how like, I was like, I want to talk about sex. So I just, first off, I really want you to know like you're so good at fingering. 
<laughs> and I'm giving this example because my partner is really good at fingering. Uh, so like first, I just want you to know you're so good at fingering and like it, I consistently squirt and like get an orgasm because you're so good at fingering. So I just want you to know that like right off the bat. Um, I've been thinking about bondage lately. I've been thinking as like I listened to this podcast uh, they were talking about how like that's very meditative and very like connecting for couples. Uh, I also saw like an article um, on psychology today about how like bondage could, you know, bring like novelty to relationships. So I've just been feeling like it's pulling me to like try. Do you know anything about bondage? How do you feel about bondage? Mm-hmm. So that's like how you would introduce this new topic mm-hmm. uh, you want to give it a little intro where like you got this idea from be clear so they're not like oh my god you like follow this girl on of and now you want me to be like her <laughs> <laughs> right you want to be clear like hey i here's the source like i listen to them i feel like it's interesting i want to try what do you think how do you feel and then whatever they share you also want to end this conversation with another positive thing, right? Like, and also like, thanks for, you know, being vulnerable and like giving me like all of this feedback because I feel like, you know, we're, we're in a, we're in a relationship where can, we can have these conversations. I'm really grateful for that. Um, and I think you're just really awesome at like communication skills. You have such high emotional intelligence and I'm thankful that you're my partner. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> Say all the things. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's never enough. Like honestly, when people ask me, how often should I compliment my partner? I'm like, why the fuck are you asking me that? Like every day. <laughs> you should compliment your partner every day. And if you're like, oh, it's just not in my repertoire, okay, fine. Like compliment your partner every other day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah, why like is it a thing where it's like, oh, I want to withhold compliments? I think that's so dumb withholding compliments is almost like not living your authentic self if you want to compliment your partner five times a day because they're doing something and you feel like it's fucking awesome you should totally say it and not like i'm gonna hold back because i don't want to seem uncool mm-hmm. the cool that by thing. itself is very uncool right very uncool mm-hmm. yeah i've that i was thinking about your question as you were saying that and i think it comes from like being too available thinking that you're too in their pocket you know which is why absolutely right because I've been hearing a lot of Gen Z's talking about how like you should focus on your life and you shouldn't be too available for others which is like I feel is a different thing there's a there's a balance and then I and I don't think positive reinforcement and like encouragement (laughs) towards your partner is one of those things that needs to be balanced And I, I've worked on that too in the past few years of like, if you have something nice to say in your head, say it. Like you would want mm-hmm. someone to do the same thing. So I don't know why withholding is a thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think you guys have great smiles. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I love the compliments already. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. It's already working. I do. Who's wet? I have a- Raise your hand if you're wet. <laughs> <laughs> All day. Um, (laughs) I have a question, though, about starting those conversations because I feel like I walk into them nervous and I want the other person to not be nervous because I want to have a productive conversation. So I try to change 
my energy to be more confident with how I present like this shit sandwich. Do you have any mm -hmm. tips on how to present these topics confidently? Mm -hmm. Practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think people think it's silly to practice a conversation, but I do it all the time and I teach my partner to do it all the time too. Okay. I teach my partner even when he's going to talk to like, he's a painter, right? Like before he talks to his collector, before he talks to his manager, before like if there's a certain message that needs to be communicated across, I train him like a, through practice you get better and better and then you can authentically show up that day and not be clouded by your anxiety mm -hmm. right See, I do that but I do it after yeah. the conversation <laughs> this is what I could it's said. not as helpful Interesting mm. sequence yeah. sometimes I wish people would let you have a do-over be like mm -hmm. I thought yeah. about it Delete. let me say this again exactly yeah. You know what? You're right. Sometimes I've said some things, especially in lecture, where there's like, you know, 100 kids and I'm like saying things and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I don't mean to say that, especially me. Like, I have no filter. So sometimes I'll say something and I'm like, oh, maybe I really shouldn't say that or it sounds wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's when mm -hmm. I go into a deep I, I want to petition for a delete button for life. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Just a couple seconds would yeah. be nice. Ooh. Like how they have at the award shows where they like were a couple seconds behind so they can bleep out the cuss words. Mm. It's like, oh, really? Is that what they do? Yeah, because those are all live, except they're like a couple seconds off so that you could bleep them out. Oh. That's why we all saw oh, the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing, because it's all live. I'm going to admit I've never seen the actual footage. Really? You should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I digress off of the award shows. Um, but yeah, I wish we could have do-overs because after thought, mm -hmm. like you're saying, it's like, ugh, it could have come off so much you know, better. And these conversations gonna, are important. So It's highly important. And I'm going to share with you a moment of my weakness in the past that I made a mistake with my previous partner. So a lot of listeners know uh, I was married before when I was younger and that marriage ended, I mean, to me, it's mainly because we were sexually incompatible. And um, during the time, I didn't know and I dated him because he was my resume boyfriend. And I'm like, oh, he's perfect. He checks every box, even though we never had chemistry. I looked over <laughs> it for years because I'm just like, oh, no, I want a perfect life. I want a perfect marriage. I want mm -hmm. everyone to think this is perfect without thinking about how I feel. And then a couple of years in, I'm like, damn, I'm unhappy. Even though I seemingly had everything, I'm still unhappy and there's a void in my body that I just know. Mm -hmm. um, but when I started talking to him about how unhappy I was, I did not, I was so clouded by like all the like sorrow that I didn't think about how to say things. So the first time that I told him, this was like a year after our marriage, the first time I told him, that I was unhappy. I literally was sitting under like next to the bed on the floor and I was crying already because I just felt so uncomfortable. I was crying already. And then I, when he came over and he's like, what's wrong? <laughs> I just said, um, I'm so unhappy. And then that like shuts him off. And that completely became a different, like that whole conversation about 
me and how I feel and our compatibility has like completely became like let's just put out the fires and we never ever actually talked about what happened because like he went into this like oh like we should go to a jazz bar we should like do these things that I would consider Mm band-aids and when in fact like we could have worked through at that time to realize that we weren't actually good for each other mm-hmm. but we didn't and we we both you know I can't blame him because I I'm there too uh, but we both just put band-aids on it and like on and on and on um, a couple more years and we just like lived like that mm-hmm. and that's like to me a big lesson in terms of like plan to say things yeah <laughs> Uh, because when you don't and if it's a high stake situation it could change like the whole vibe of how we can talk about that after mm-hmm. that was a very similar situation for me and my ex-ex-boyfriend twice removed mm-hmm. so two times back <laughs> it's been a while it's been a while but similar whereas like I was just so unhappy and one I would say things right after sex because our sex was never successful in my eyes. And two, I would say them in a fit of like emotion, which is valid because I was at the end of my fucking rope, but I like just, I, it was a high stakes conversation that I hadn't thought through and I didn't get the response I needed because he was like, where the fuck is this coming from? Right. Right. Tools for communication game changer for your life for your sex life relationships like it's yeah it's crazy everything right because Mm -hmm. even at work you don't want to like explode and be like fucking hate this job (laughs) (laughs) you know like you don't do that so like why would we do it why would we just explode in a relationship right Mm -hmm. yeah because we think we can over people that are closest to us (laughs) Mm -hmm. the truth Well, in the same uh, vein of communication, talking about difference in libido. So Mm -hmm. if you have a high libido and your partner has a low libido, how do you work with that slash talk about it? Break up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love that advice. Straight to it. No band-aids here. Uh, I take that back kind of. Because there's two scenarios here that we're looking at. And I'm going to be this realistic, like, whip you in the butt sex coach here. There are relationships that are just not meant for you. And if sexual compatibility becomes something that causes your unhappiness daily, you should take an audit of your relational life and see if this is the right person for you to keep fighting over for the next 30, 40 years. Um, so to explain, like if the sexual incompatibility in terms of sexual desire or drive, whatever word you want to use, libido, um, as well as like variety, as well as like kinkiness level, um, if these things are extremely incompatible, like for example, if we talk about how important sex is in a relationship, right? Like, Hey babe rate from one to 10, how important is sex and sexual connection in a long-term relationship? And we can go around and share from one to 10. What do you guys think? Seven. Okay. Yeah, I would say seven or eight. 
Seven or eight. Okay. Yeah. So let let's say your partner says one. Yeah. You know, um, there's two realities here. One is stick it out and try different methods and modalities. So like sex therapy, coaching, tantric, try new things, sex surrogate, like whatever it is. There's so many alternatives to that nowadays. So like that you can try. Um, or two, like kind of accept that we're different people and the times we've spent together is great and that we have perhaps come to the point where we're realizing that this is not for the future. Mm. And this is harsh, right? Because mm. if you talk to any sex therapist, they're going to try to help you fix your relationship. But the difference between therapy and coaching is coaching helps you achieve a goal. So if a goal is to have a sexually fulfilling relationship and you rate sex like eight and your partner rates one, like as a coach, I'd say like this doesn't work. You know, like you can try to fight for it, but it's hard work. And I don't know how much the person that rates it one wants to try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What if it's more of a temporary mismatched libido? Like if they're on a medication or going through a difficult time, how do you navigate that if you're the partner with a higher libido? Yes. So that's the second scenario where it's like ebbs and flow, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's life, especially for women. We have so many scenarios as we get older for hormonal changes. Mm -hmm. Like before you have a baby, if you choose to, um, during pregnancy afterwards and then there's pre-menopausal then menopausal there's so many fucking things that happen for us <laughs> and our bodies are all like just constantly screaming mm-hmm. um then <laughs> constantly screaming like, yeah yeah i feel like i'm you know like right after my period so it's kind of screaming right now mm-hmm. um but we are going we go through a lot of hormonal changes which is like physiological things that we can't control mm-hmm. so i think if we're talking about heterosexual relationship, um, I think men need to have more compassion and understanding, like compassion and empathy for a woman's body mm-hmm. and what the body does for her. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot. I don't think men get education about women's bodies. Mm-hmm. I have to teach my partner, like, all kinds of shit that I go through and, like, each like couple of days the things that are happening and how it's different and how some days I'm very energetic and how some days I have lower energy and a little bit more pessimistic in general mm-hmm. um it's just the fact of life that you can talk to any like medical doctor or hormones doctor and they will say the same thing like it's true so I think educating men about like women's cycle and just like hormonal changes in general can help their compassion and empathy um Another thing is, I've heard a sex therapist said this, and I really like it, is for the person with lower libido at the time um, to, like, quote unquote, try it out. Because if you have the lower libido at the time, it's most likely you have responsive sexual desire. Have we ever talked about that? The spontaneous versus responsive? Yeah, I feel like we've definitely talked about it a couple of times on the podcast, and I feel like we've talked about it together too perfect so if you are the person with responsive sexual desire and the time of the month or 
day or week um you're experiencing very low sexual desires like last thing you think about is to give it a try meaning allowing yourself to relax a little bit more in a day and then if your partner wants to initiate or or is showing indication that they want to initiate kind of allowing the touch and the intimacy to occur and then see if you can get aroused from it So that's like one way the person with the lower libido can kind of handle it. Um, And then another way, of course, the person with a higher libido, and in this case, if it's the man, it's like understanding the cycles. But also on the flip side, if it's the woman and she has high sex drive and the man has low sex drive, which has happened to many people that I know personally. Like I've either coached them as clients or they're like my friends. And personally, like I did too, I was in a relationship where I had a much higher sexual desire than my um, male partner at the time. I would say understanding their T levels, like asking like, hey, you know, I just feel like we haven't been um, sexually intimate lately. How are you feeling? Um, and if they feel like they can trust you, they'll probably say, I don't know, I just haven't been feeling it, right? Then you can be like, hey, are you open to go and get tested, like your hormones tested? Because it could just be your T levels. Because men with low testosterone level have low sex drive, Mm -hmm. right? And it's as easy as taking T level supplements, like like hormone supplements. Okay. Yeah, in this case, then it's like totally fixable. Um, and other than that, there's so many other sexual things people can do. Mutual masturbation, watching porn together, like finishing each other off or um, doing other things that are perhaps less triggering than penetrative sex. Mm-hmm. Mother's Day is around the corner. And whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower, and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days, and the Osea Signature Scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O-S-E-A malibu.com and use code d-e-w-m-e for 10 percent off that makes sense it i feel like we cast and i you and i have experienced the fluctuation one a lot and i was at a point in my relationship where it was like it would either be me with the hire or my partner like we would flip-flop and i do remember it one time it being because of the pills i was on and i talked to my doctor and she was like just have sex and i was like well 
that feels rude. <laughs> like, I don't necessarily think that's the solution we're going for. Um, Is it the same doctor that I talk to? Yeah. Because hey. like, just try it. <laughs> just start. Like, just start trying and see how it feels. Yeah. It's just like, it was just, I was, that was crazy to me. But to suggest maybe like, giving into an intimate moment, you know, not being for me, I was scared of the fact that my libido was lower, or I was scared of the fact that my libido was higher and getting rejected. So it was more about ruining something. So Mm -hmm. if you can like lean into, okay, just accept love and see how you feel without putting pressure on yourself. Like Mm -hmm. maybe we can go from there because a lot of my libido stuff later in the relationship did feel emotional. So it's like, Mm. I just felt like walls kept going up and up and up. And so if you can accept just care in a moment, maybe seeing how that feels. I like that. Five minutes later. Yeah. Going off of what you were saying, Emma, about the fear of rejection, Mm -hmm. one of the questions we got was around how to confidently initiate sex. And I feel like that can be really hard if you know that you have Mm -hmm. the higher sex drive and if you know that your partner has a lower sex drive. So how can you confidently initiate sex especially if you're like not sure they're gonna say yes so in research we talk about sexual initiation in four different ways the first one is verbal and direct the second one is nonverbal and direct the third one is verbal indirect and then the fourth one is nonverbal indirect So there are four different initiation strategies and you need to evaluate your relationship and the trust level that's in there. And also like there's a lot of other things that you need to take into account in order for me to give you a solid advice, right? Because Mm -hmm. I could say just initiate verbal and direct because um, based on research, that has been the most effective. Mm -hmm. However... It depends because if you're like walking on eggshells, for example, if sex becomes like such an such a tense topic, like very emotionally charged, um, then a nonverbal initiation could be less like in your face and is allowing more like grace for the other person to reject in a way that's not like rude or abrupt. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I if go you're through in life. Like a completely, <laughs> yeah. If you're in a completely like, you know, normal day of your relationship and there isn't really, it's not like you're not walking on eggshells. You can joke around. Um, sex has been good, but like recently hasn't been happening. Then um, I would suggest direct and verbal uh, for fun because we have been taught by media that sexual initiation is more about vibe, right? Because like, do you ever see in movies where one person before they like start making out and then bang on the walls and like lift up the skirt? Do you ever hear them go like, you're so attractive. I want to fuck you right now. Not unless it's my nighttime TV. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was as well. Exactly. Like that doesn't ever happen. So none of us feel like that's okay. Mm -hmm. So we have been taught indirectly from media that like sex just happens. Right. And initiation is nonverbal and it's the vibe and it's the being charismatic and just, you know, tuning into each other and being seductive. Right. 
Um, so when I give an example like this to like a, like a group of college students, they always go like, that's so awkward. <laughs> but then I'll give them this scenario. I'm like, okay, close your eyes. Imagine your crush standing right in front of you, almost naked, oh. right? Looks at you like they really want you and then go, you're so attractive right now. I want you to fuck me. Would you want to fuck? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mm. exactly. So who the fuck cares if it's awkward or not? It won't be if you're into them. Mm-hmm. So period. So just try the verbal and direct way in order to assert more confidence. And I would hypothesize that you get less rejections. I like that. Can you yeah. give us a couple more examples of verbal direct? Mm-hmm. Um, depends on the lingo in your relationship. So let me ask you, like, how do you guys have called sex with your partner? It's like, I like my husband and I say boning sometimes. <laughs> I love that. Like, he'd be like, you want to bone tonight? <laughs> right? Like, when he would be making dinner and he's like half naked and he's making dinner and then he would turn around like, you want to bone tonight? And I'll be like, hell yeah. Like, you know, I'll make sure I don't eat too much. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm ready for, to fuck, you yeah. know? So we kind of do that like as a part of our lingo. So it just mm-hmm. depends on the lingo. Yeah. I feel like I say sex. Just say sex. I just say sex. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I say fuck or bang. <laughs> or bang. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about things like, um, let's say it's during the day, because I'm trying to give a different example. Let's say it's during the day, um, and you're planning to meet later that day. Then I would start texting hopefully sexting your partner during the day and if your intention is to initiate sex later i would just start sexting them earlier that day like hey sexy thinking of you start like chill right hey sexy thinking of you and then if they respond with like kissy emojis and seems positive uh, feedback then you can go you know um can't wait for our sexy session later tonight and then that kind of starts setting the mood because if the other person already thinks about like, ah, oh, shit, like today is not the day. If you're in a relationship where there's a lot of trust and emotional connection, it allows them to go, um, honestly, I'm off at 10 p.m. tonight and I'll be super pooped. How about morning sex tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Right. A it counter, allows yeah. for like softer rejection and like reasonable rejection. Mm-hmm. Um so that's one way is like sexting during the day. Um, another way for if you want to bang later. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Um, for example, if you were watching TV at night and you're already cozy and you're cuddly and you had a big pasta meal, so sex is not happening tonight, but you want to bang in the morning, you can go um, turn around and kind of look them in the eyes and you know give them cute puppy eyes and go you want to bang me tomorrow morning (laughs) (laughs) I love that that. (laughs) yeah yeah and you know in that case they would most likely say yes uh but if they're rushing in the morning they'll they'll tell you like I have a shift at 5 a.m uh but definitely want to bang later (laughs) (laughs) I actually really that was a fun way to be like 
I want to have sex and like kind of set it up for yourself for later. Like, yeah. do you want to bang me tomorrow? Like, I, I love that. That's like flirting, it but is. also sexy. It's cute. It mm -hmm. is. It's flirty. It's sexy. It's cute. I think it's adding like more playfulness in the relationship during the day. So I guess like in conclusion, to assert yourself confidently and initiate sex confidently, like start earlier, mm -hmm. not like right then before you want to have sex. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Did that you say sense. one of them was also physical, direct and indirect? Nonverbal. Oh, nonverbal. Okay. So there's verbal, nonverbal, and then direct, indirect, and then there's like four cordons. Gotcha. So for yeah. nonverbal, indirect, for my shy girlies out there, <laughs> what are some what are some of those ways that you can initiate? Yeah. Um, I would say, let's say at dinner, I would like um, – reach over to like hold their hand and kind of like play with their hand like this mm. like caressing their hand I think a lot for a lot of people that signals wanting intimacy and that's very indirect because the direct nonverbal would be touching their cocks which <laughs> I do a lot <laughs> correct I do that a lot <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a direct girly but you know <laughs> I appreciate the suaveness of indirectness and nonverbals too. Mm -hmm. I feel like the upper thigh is also a very like suggestive. I feel like that's direct. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I would say it's direct. Are you just doing that to anyone? Of course <laughs> not. Only people <laughs> I want to bang. Straining order. <laughs> but like if I'm like, let's say I'm out to drinks with them and whatever and I'm like laughing and I'm like oh my gosh you're so funny and I'll put it like right above their uh -huh. knee type of a right vibe. on their balls right <laughs> just in just scoop. really indirectly on their balls the I'm taint shy. area yeah <laughs> just right in the taint you know just grab them um I feel I feel like that's still somewhat indirect I think that is indirect if you're just like laughing to their jokes and like oh my god you're so funny and like touch them a little on the thigh I think that's indirect yeah. But I think it also shows interest. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm. Uh, maybe I'm just a little bit more direct than I thought. Not so much grabbing <laughs> of the dick right away. How do you grab a dick if you are going for that directly? Like oh. I've done, like, let's say that, you know, from the <laughs> <Why>? side. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Just like grab it like a vine as you're walking by. <laughs> That's very like dominatrix vibe. I don't know how else you would do it. Um, I I usually pet it up and down. Okay. 
giving like motherly vibes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Ew, that comes out kind of gross. I need the delete button. Delete button for that one. <laughs> Three seconds back. <laughs> but like you know, I'll pet, I'll pet it up and down, and then we'll look at each other, and then he'll know that I want dick. That's when he'll know when you yeah, look at each other. <laughs> if he doesn't know, I mean, I, I would not be with this person. Uh, That's yeah. fair. Yeah. And, and a, a stroke, not so much a, I'm about to but swing. You could. I, feel like a, I feel like some guys will find that really hot. Like, as I'm thinking, I would find that hot. All right. Well. Yeah. You do you, boo. <laughs> Don't change for anything Don't or anyone. for anyone. <laughs> if it's the right cock, they'll like it. They'll like yes. it. Oh, there you go. Cash, that's, there. that's the truth. <laughs> what can I say? Oh my god. Um speaking a little bit more of Cox in a slightly different way and somewhat related to libido. We had one listener struggling because their partner uh regularly deals with erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. and so they're just wondering what tips you have for having sex with somebody who has erectile dysfunction um and making sure that they don't feel insecure when things go not as Soft. they were planned. Mhm. Um Papa Cialis. <laughs> <laughs> We're coaching okay, here. Okay. You got a goal. We got to get <laughs> to a goal. <laughs> Done. Next question. For real, for real, for real. There's a, okay, there's like three different things that came to my mind immediately. Number one, um, like for the meantime, uh, you could recommend Cialis if he's not already taking mm-hmm. it because that's like for the meantime. It's not going to be forever, but you know, it does help it works and it does help like for now while we work through other things. Mm-hmm. The second thing is um, erectile dysfunction. A lot of times, if you get your levels checked with a medical doctor, like if you're the person that gets your health check annually, do you guys do that? No. Mm-hmm. Oh. You should. I do it like multiple really times a year, but I'm a yeah, I have lady. A that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should. But I highly recommend everyone just do like a once a year annual check. Um, if you have insurance, it should be covered. Mm-hmm. Um, if there, if his levels are normal, it m- most likely means it's emotional or psychological. In which number two, he should see a sex therapist, right? Mm-hmm. A sex therapist, coach, um, and then start things like sexual meditation because research shows that sexual meditation helps sexual functioning. Mm-hmm. And then number three, I would say for her, um, a good tip is don't ever say what's wrong because it contributes to them having a higher level of sexual anxiety that they already have from their ED. So mm-hmm. never say what's wrong. So how do you... That's a good tip. That is a really good tip. But how do you check in then if you can feel them getting softer one and getting nervous about it so how do you mm-hmm. what are your words to them what's right yeah. <laughs> what's going right my babe <laughs> and then uh, you wiggle <laughs> your nails with the nails <laughs> that emoji i love that emoji the the pink nail i know me too <laughs> um, i would say uh recommend them pleasure you in a different way to help them build confidence. Mm-hmm. So um, mm, that makes sense. 
like, hey, baby, lick my pussy or, oh, can you finger me or let's flip around, like eat my ass, like whatever it is that you want during the time mm-hmm. to help get you off or like, you know, um, come play with my clit or whatever it is, like come lick my nipples. Do other things first to see if he can recuperate his erection. Because sometimes he can once he gets out of his head Mm -hmm. um, and it focuses on giving you pleasure. So that's the first quick thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then if it's a persistent problem, like for a couple of months, then that's where you should have a conversation outside of sex, of course, Mm non-sexual setting about the issue and recommending going with them to see a sex therapist or coach. Because a lot of, like nowadays, a lot of coaches and therapists, me included, um, we do sessions on Zoom. So the wife or girlfriend can totally attend with them to to like talk about the issue and get over it together. Mm-hmm. That way they feel like, you know, they have positive reinforcement with them. Right. What just came into my head is I feel like there is some stigma around taking medication, specifically mm-hmm. when you're younger. Mm-hmm. And it's like something that you do, you know, way later in life. But what would you say to somebody who's like in their 20s or 30s and struggling with erectile dysfunction, wanting to try medication, but just feeling really insecure about needing, quote unquote, medication? Mm-hmm. Um, honesty is the best policy. So if you're with your girlfriend, I would just talk to them and say like, hey, I've been going through this for a while and it causes me a lot of anxiety. So I just want to tell you that sometimes if we plan to have like a sex night, um, I would love to take this medication prior so that we can have more time to connect sexually. Mm-hmm. So saying things like that can be really hard, but it's something that you should do because it allows for the couple to number one, grow stronger, like understand each other better, grow stronger. And number two, like find a solution together Mm -hmm. and not leaving the other person like super awkward or also anxious or misunderstanding that you're not into them. So I would just tell them. And there's nothing wrong or abnormal about the medication, right? About needing to take the medication. People get like what is called situational ED all the time. They don't have trait ED. Some people have trait ED where like they have it just like a part of them, like anxiety. If people have like really high general anxiety that's diagnosed, um, it's likely they will also have sexual anxiety and it can exhibit in ED. So in that case, it's a whole like life journey dealing with your anxiety in general. But a lot of people just have situational ED where it like happens from time to time, mm-hmm. especially if you're trying like new things or new partners. Oh, oh, also, I can't leave like holistic uh, modalities out of the question too. Huh? There are supplements that have studies, uh, empirical studies that show to work in help treating ED. Um, so supplements like, um, ashwagandha, ginseng, um, maca, there's a couple of brands out there that have like all of them in a combination, um, Mm -hmm. in a supplement pill that you can take daily. And if you're young and you don't want to take like pharmaceutical drugs, then you can try the supplements first. Cause these are all natural. They're like roots of plants and stuff. Mm -hmm. See if it works for you. Um, these companies have studies that show that it works 
but it just depends on the person. So I would say like, don't discount supplements because it works for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So that is another modality as well. Mm -hmm. So remember, it's not just like, you know, pharmaceutical drug, which also no shame, right? Mm -hmm. It's like I said, it's really good at like for the meantime. Um, But you don't want to, if you're 25, you don't want to depend on Cialis until you're 70. You know, it's kind of crazy, right? Every time you have sex, you have to pop a pill. That's like pretty crazy. So at the time, like no shame at all and no shame once a while and no shame to take pop a pill when you go to like a sex party or try to have a threesome or try BDSM or something new. But at the same time, definitely check out these modalities like sexual meditation, for example, like um, supplements, for example. Well, we love getting to the root issue too. I mean, we're huge advocates for digging a little deeper where it's easier to put band-aids over things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, If we want to jump to the vulva, we got a listener (laughs) and the vagina ask a question (laughs) about coming from penetrative sex. Um, Specifically, it was how to orgasm from penetrative sex when you have a vagina. It just feels like I need to pee. That's coming. Because <laughs> uh, when people ask me, like, what happens when you vaginally orgasm? I say, well, you will have to, like, close your legs. That's what you say? You feel like you have to yeah. close your legs? Yeah. Like, you feel like you have to close. You don't have oh, to. gotcha. It feels like you have to close your Because people ask me, how does it feel like? Right? Um, I said, yeah, it feels like your um, vaginal walls are pulsing. It's contracting, it's pulsing, and then you have to close your legs because it's so um, tingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how I feel. And that's how like a lot of the women I talk to feel when they have vaginal orgasm, which is not that different from having clitoral orgasm. So if you have had that, it feels similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like feel a little bit more like inside the vagina. There's It's more like pulsating. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what if they're not feeling that, like the pulsating part, just, I don't know how I interpret it, interpreted mm-hmm. it was that it's more just like a general, like I slightly have to pee and less of like an overwhelming good feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, if they even, if somebody isn't even experiencing that, like I have to pee feeling, do you have any tips if they want to orgasm from penetrative sex? Mm-hmm. Make sure that you play with the clitoris first. Um, only very few women can come vaginally without clitoral stimulation. So most women can come vaginally with clitoral stimulation. So if anything, I highly recommend playing with the clit first and come there first then all the blood rushes to your pussy and it allows for the pussy to like feel more like in charge afterwards. It has like more blood Juice. to it and more energy <laughs> to it. The gusto. It's um, got gusto. It's got gumption. Sex, it will, you will be in, in a position to like have orgasm easier. Mm-hmm. So okay. Definitely try for clitoral orgasm first and then penetrative sex to see if the penetrative, um, the vaginal orgasm comes. Mm-hmm. Um, and another way is also just like simultaneously. 
So have a vibrator on your clit while being penetrated. This is why like one of my favorite positions is doggy because I put a vibrator in front and then I get fucked in the back. So it's perfect. <laughs> it's like, like I did, we did doggy last night and I had like rolling orgasm. Like it was amazing. Amazing. They're so good. And it just reminded me like, oh damn. Cause I didn't do that for a while. Like putting the vibrator on me while having penetrative sex, man, it's so powerful. It's so good. And I highly recommend. Uh, yeah, I miss it. Sounds nice. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, yeah, okay. call your booty call tonight. Uh, it's just my satisfier pro, which is <laughs> Love fine. Um, Love that. I'm not someone that really comes from uh, penetration either. And mm-hmm. I have realized that I used to think that once I had a clitoral orgasm, that I was it was too sensitive to keep having sex or to be touched. Mm -hmm. Like I just felt like tickly and kind of like the, I have to pee sensation, um, Mm -hmm. until my last partner and he would want to like keep going and because he wanted just need to have fun. So we would have Mm -hmm. penetrative sex after, and it felt amazing. Like exactly what you're saying. It was like, Oh, this is still going. Like I'm still going. And I didn't realize that until I tried it. And it was just like, a nice tidbit of information for my body. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. So definitely try like clitoral orgasm first. And for women that are comfortable using toys like during foreplay, one of the things that I actually really like to do is putting a, a vibrator on my clitoris when I'm giving him a blowjob. So it's like, I'm almost coming. He's almost coming. And then penetration. And it's like great timing. Uh-huh. Um, because you can also do that with 69 and use like manual, but then you want to kind of switch to different things and you can try that too. Yeah. Whew. Those are good tips. Yeah. Good tips. <laughs> I'm Next. all about coming. <laughs> all about coming. <laughs> That's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, this person would also like to be about coming. Uh, but the issue is, is that their partner won't stop jackhammering during sex, even mm-hmm. after they've asked them to stop or try something different. So what would you say to the partner who is jackhammering? Who's the hammering? <laughs> I think perhaps the micro, like interactional sexual communication that the feedback that she's giving during sex if that's not working, it probably takes a, like a high awareness outside of sex conversation. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when people are having sex, they're so flushed by hormones, they're not really listening. And sometimes they lie too. They'll tell you they love you and they really don't. So <laughs> <laughs> That one took my breath away. <laughs> by feel-good hormones and we're like lying to people and to ourselves sometimes. And... Uh, Yeah. So I would say if interactional communication like during sex is not working, then it needs to be a proper conversation in a non-sexual setting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And not to take... Oh, sorry, Cass, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say if they... If you've had that conversation and then they start jackhammering in the moment, is there like a correction? Should you be more like forward and just like, hey, let's try something different or get the fuck off me? (laughs) I would just pull myself out. Yeah, I would just um I would just leave the situation. <laughs> I'd go home. <laughs> yeah, and be like, we did that again. Like we yeah. just talked about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, That's true. 
and then see their feedback. If their feedback is still like selfish, then this person is probably not worth dating. Right. That's what oh, I was yeah. going to say too. I was like, if something keeps happening that's making you feel pain or uncomfortable, don't. And don't. they don't get the privilege of being with you anymore. Like I understand mm. that what you're saying of getting swept away in a moment and like forgetting something like a conversation. But if someone is literally not thinking about what you just said and what brings you like pleasure, get fucked. <laughs> yeah. But we're definitely socialized as people with vaginas to like embrace discomfort when we're not seeking it out. We're just like, oh, yeah, that's just part of having a vagina. It's uncomfortable sometimes. It hurts like, sometimes. Mm, but it's I've like had... unless you're seeking out pain and discomfort for fun, yeah. it shouldn't hurt. And it I've shouldn't be uncomfortable. Very no. pleasurable sex with people who didn't jackhammer me and they got off too. So it's like, Mm -hmm. that's not a fucking excuse. (laughs) No. Peace. And the next question is kind of the same. It's that they want their partner to slow down during sex and it feels like they're always rushing through it, um, which I feel like can have a similar vibe to jackhammering. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that again, it needs if if the in in the moment feedback's not working, it probably needs like a meta sex communication situation. Um, another way is, and I find this really interesting, I actually learned it from um, a tantric sex practitioner uh, to slow down um, is to set the context to be slow. So play slow music, light candles, like have things around you in the context to feel slow. Mm, Um, I like that. And it should feed into the energy for it to be slower. Because like, let's say if a really slow song is playing, I wonder if it could affect people because music affects us a lot, right? Mm -hmm, Um, And I learned that from a a Tantra practitioner and I find that can be effective. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. a good indirect, nonverbal way to mm-hmm. say what you want. Good um, student. Thank you. Damn. You would probably down. get an A in my class, right? <laughs> I would love to take your class. <laughs> Ugh, that would be so fun. I also wonder what the reason of for speed is for this person's mm-hmm. partner. Is it yeah. to finish? Is it because they're impatient or they just don't want the moment to be too long and drawn out? Like I'm curious as to yeah. why the speed is happening. Yeah, that's a really good question because it could be that they have good intentions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's trying to be fast for the other person to be like, this is fun. I want you to get off. Or I've also been with people who are like, I just want to have sex and be done. It's like, okay, so this is about you. And I'm just. Well, I talk really quickly when I get nervous. So Mm -hmm. I wonder if Mm. fucking could be a similar thing. Mm. Where if you're nervous, you kind of like go through things really quickly and like jittery almost. You know, I think you're right because I I see a lot of young guys who say that who like, oh, like I'll I'll fuck really fast and I'll come really fast because I was just so nervous and excited Mm. and all all kinds of emotions. Yeah, I was actually with um, a friend of mine. A while ago, (laughs) but he and he'll admit this friend. And he'll admit this, but he was so excited that he was so rushed in the beginning. And he he like wore a necklace. I love you, kid. But he wore a necklace and uh, it like hit me in the tooth as he was like jumping up on the bed because he was like going fast and excited. And he's like, that was his cue that he's like, I need to slow the fuck down. Like, I'm just too jittery. And I should have 
<laughs> the fucking anyway. So oh, any, there's some val- validity to that point. Mm-hmm. Take off the necklace. That's that's the fucking key, right? Why if is it, it can in the shed bedroom? my tooth? Take it off. <laughs> yeah. Why are you? <laughs> And is yeah. it like cool necklace or is it, it was like, like a like a jade like thing? I pictured a giant cross. <laughs> you think like I just hitting your face as he fucks yeah. you? Marital. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this one's for Jesus. Shame, shame, shame. shame. It's just a part of our kink play. I don't know. Yeah. It I doesn't count it. if it's anal. Well, <laughs> I just it. have a you cross on my cute. ass. <laughs> But anyway, so maybe there is um, a point to being nervous. So ask mm-hmm. why they're going so fast. That's mm-hmm. very kind. That is kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Patience. then dump them. And then <laughs> dump them. That's so funny. So if people, here's another, the next question. Um, a partner, th- them and their partner are stuck in this routine of scheduling sex. And they want to get back into having spontaneous sex. How could they start going about spontaneity? Mm-hmm. Um, great question. Uh, and almost like the other way around. I almost have to always teach people to schedule sex. Mm-hmm. And this is more like we've been scheduling and we want to go back to spontane- being spontaneous. Yeah. Um, I would say like ease into it. For example, you can maybe like schedule a Sunday off and be like, okay, this Sunday we're not going to do any work. Like we're just going to be with each other. And then see like how sex can spontaneously happen that day. Mm-hmm. Because again, sex, spontaneous sex happens when you're not stressed. So I would say scheduling a day off is still important, but you don't have to schedule sex. You need mm-hmm. to be just be like, we're going to have a day off. We're going to go to a garden. We're going to go grab drinks after, get some dinner, and then kind of see what happened throughout the day. Maybe a quickie on a hike happens. Maybe <laughs> pre-drinks happen. Maybe... You know, nighttime happens, like who knows? But um, I would say that try to have a day off and see where things can go. Mm-hmm. We're going to fuck in a garden. <laughs> We're going to fuck in a tea garden after that's high why, tea. That's what my husband and I do. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but I do commend this person for being comfortable scheduling sex. Yeah, so honestly, you should you get an award. Mm-hmm. The person listening, you you get an award because a lot of people are very scared of or very hesitant to schedule sex. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you gave a few examples: a garden, that's fantastic. <laughs> a hike. What are other places you could be where spontaneous sex would be easily achievable? Car car okay yeah i think a car ride like going on a ride maybe a short like quick trip somewhere near you um i love nature so like waterfall <laughs> so yeah waterfall. but if you're in metropolitan cities and you want to try something new like maybe like a sex party or not even a sex party but like a sex club where mm-hmm. people are sex positive but they're not necessarily having penetrative sex mm-hmm Mm-hmm. That could be fun too. Yeah. yeah. I've heard through other uh, people we've had on, it's like trying new things that don't even have to be sexual also can get you in the mood because you're like bringing you and whoever you're doing it with closer because you're both getting out of your comfort zone and yeah, like that, taking risks yeah. together. Yeah, 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 exactly. Totally. And that's like, that is a very bonding moment. Like taking uh-huh. risks together is a bonding moment. Trying something new together is a bonding moment. 
and maybe like learning that both of you like it or don't like it is a bonding moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this person, this question's coming from the penis owner slash the person that would like to be pegged. Um, how do you start the conversation around pegging? Mm, just shove it in. <laughs> <laughs> Again, with the coaching, you get an A+. You deserve that fucking sabbatical. <laughs> I spent a lot of time thinking about stuff. Yeah. But uh, um, okay. <laughs> Delete, delete button. <laughs> I just like joking around sometimes. Uh, anyways, don't shove it in. Um, here's the here's a serious answer <laughs> to the not very serious conversation. Uh, I would say same thing as introducing a new topic is a non-sexual context. Mm-hmm. Say you have something uh, interesting or exciting or intriguing you want to talk about and then mention it in ways that is not taking away from the sex you already have. So like, you know, we have amazing sex. We have great sex. I love, you know, the way we're connecting sexually. Here's something I saw in um, a podcast a cosmo article a men's health article and i just thought like it that's like so interesting i didn't know that men can like have you know that men's g-spot is like two inches inside their butthole like have you heard of that uh have you you know do you, do you want to find it i don't that's know so just interesting. wow you didn't know yeah isn't that interesting so i kind of have a feeling i mean if you're not opposed to it i kind of want to try like what it feels like mm-hmm. um and then go from there. Because mm-hmm. if she's like, ew, that's so gross. Like, she has a problem. Mm-hmm. That's a <laughs> like, cunty response. Yeah. Because yeah, she could be like, well, I don't know. Um, I might be uncomfortable. Like, that's fine. Like, that, you can we can work with that. But, like, if they immediately judges you, that's, like, a person that obviously is not ready for uh, a more variety of a sex life. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully they go well you know if it's something you really want to do like i'm i'm down to kind of just start trying then you go okay like you sure um right double check so they feel really safe um and then okay like then i feel like it'd be fun if we go to a sex shop or if we go online on a website and like pick one out together Mm-hmm. right kind of make it a thing but if she's like oh I don't care about that how about you like just pick one you like and then I would love to try with you um then pick one out that you like and start trying mm-hmm. but there's no shame in the pegging game <laughs> there you go <laughs> and we love the blame it on someone else method too yeah. I think that just says you're curious you know mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be your idea technically you could just yeah. be like, that was a curious thing to say. Yeah. Let's play with we my We heard butt. it on this podcast, Honey Do Me, and just like kind of want to try. Mm-hmm. Yes. My friend Bob got pegged the other day, said it was great. I'd love to try it out. I'd love to try it. Yay, Bob. Love you, Bob. <laughs> Bob's sexually curious, and we love that for him. And we love it for yes. Bob. Yes. We love Bob. Uh, well, we could go on forever. So thank mm-hmm. you for answering this plethora of questions. We could not be more happy to have you back and you're the perfect person for our uncensored questions. It's always so fun to come on this podcast (laughs) and hang out with you guys. Uh, I'll come back anytime. Thank you so much for having me. 
way ahead of you. You're like so much better than me. Yeah, which I know. Is everyone? Just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm well, just a trash bag. Why Golden not trash bag. <laughs> I I would wonder what kind of pep talk Dr. Tara would give us if mm-hmm. we were to say I feel like a trash bag. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be something like, go get your nipples licked <laughs> type of a vibe. It absolutely would be. Have you had your clit sucked recently? And then you'd say no. And then she'd be like, okay, okay idiot. Well, there's your fucking problem. Also, a fun note that no one got to hear is that we were like, hey, Dr. Tara, what's new? Like before we started recording mm-hmm. and like, how are you? And she's like, well, most importantly, when was the last time you orgasmed? Yes. And like that was her, hello, it's been a while, first question, mm-hmm. which is just heartwarming. It is me. heartwarming. Um, heartwarming, clit warming, um, yoni stimulating. <laughs> yoni filling. Ew. Yoni filling. Um <laughs> God, we need to – we have so many business ideas. It's hard to keep track of them. But what a, what an idea it would be to have a cream-filled pastry um, oh. store. <laughs> with what? Okay. I don't know. Keep something going. with yawny filling. <laughs> Get your yawny filled, but not in, a, not in a gross way. Not in a gross way. In like a pastry way. In a plant-based cream type of way. <laughs> What if there was like one with goat cheese in it? <laughs> Whatever uh, floats your Hyoni <laughs> is totally up to you. Um, TM, I guess, mm-hmm. from there on out. Yeah. It's hard when you're an entrepreneur and your <laughs> mind just hard. doesn't stop. Just going. naturally uh, goes and goes and goes. goes and so goes. good luck to our CPA and our attorneys over these yeah. next couple of years. They're you're in flooded. For <laughs> With ideas from us. Some are great. Some are fill your yoni with a cream puff. And some need direction, but some need a, little, a little direction and structure, but all are promising. If the magic is there, it's there, and there's really nothing you can do about it. Um, so yeah. thank you to Dr. Tara. So, thank you, Dr. Tara, for um, stimulating some of that uh, business idea creation. <laughs> And also giving us a little bit of coaching that we desperately Mm -hmm. needed. And -hmm. thank you to our listeners for yet another lovely week of hanging out. Yes. I think this is a really great episode to share with a friend, uh, share with a coworker, share with um, (laughs) somebody you meet um, at at your local grocer. Um, (laughs) Whatever you need to do, share it. And you can also head on over to Apple Podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me. You can rate us on Spotify. Um, If you want to leave a written review, as you should, as Mm -hmm. you fucking should. That's um, actually what you owe us, to be honest with you. We have a list of everyone who hasn't. So it's like Santa. We know. Yeah. And if you're like, oh, are they talking about me? Yes. Yes. We're talking about you. Sarah, I am. Connor. (laughs) I know. Abigail. (laughs) Abigail. We could keep going. Shannon. Without further ado, <laughs> we're talking to you. Um, so if one, if you're named that, this is like you have to, have to, yeah. and you can maybe sign it with your name. That also way, kind we'll of know. embarrassing, yeah, that you haven't yet. So we can anyway. check you off our list that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, I would say go off, come hard, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
Buenos Dias World from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for season three of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.